Two brothers. When united, form the Disney Majors. Fighting the powers of evil with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Jake Hollingsworth. And hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast and today is another Wednesday. And so we are back again, we're in business, ready to go, and let's get kicking. So first of all, we have two Spider-Man things to cover today. Let's start with the more interesting yeah, one. Yeah, is that really a surprise to anyone at this point? This podcast is really just the Spider-Majors podcast because that's really all we talk about now. Yeah. Spider-Man There's... No Way Home leaks, rumors, and news, Theories. official news, <laughs> all of the stuff. And Which, by the way, I want to say this. I mean, I feel like this is already way off the deep end now, but... Um, if you don't like the spoilers from No Way Home, then you probably should skip ahead past the news segments and just skip to either our movie review or our main topic, if we even have a main topic. Um, probably skip to the main topic. So just, like, topic. skip ahead probably about, um, like, about, take a few minutes. And anyway. Skip and, if, so, you if you don't like No Way Home spoilers. Anyway, so what we have is two major Spider-Man things to go over. What's we'll the more major one? Well, first... Yeah, are you gonna talk about the poster? Yeah, talking about the talking about the poster one. Talking about all the No Way Home stuff first. There's another Spider-Man topic that I want to get to. We're gonna cover all the No Way Home stuff first. And now you guys more interested in No Way Home stuff. So, we had the poster drop a few days, something a, a few days ago. Yeah, well, because like we uh, said in the Guardians of the Galaxy episode, uh, the poster was rumored to drop on Saturday. We didn't it, know if it was gonna be true, but it dropped on Sunday, and a lot of people thought it was. Photoshopped. A lot of people thought I was fake, but then they came out and said it was true, and a lot of people thought I was very boring. I mean, which is understandable. What you could yeah, I don't. I don't really like it. <laughs> I don't think it's very good. And, and uh, I think I remember, or I don't remember, but I think I heard that uh, when Far From Home stuff was coming out, nobody liked those posters either. Uh, well, they're also trying to hide certain Spider-Man. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's why people were complaining. Well, I don't think people were complaining about that necessarily, but that's right on everyone's mind. Like, I mean, of course, they're not going to put Toby and Andrew in the trailer. I mean, what? In the, in the poster. Because um, it's a bit of a spoiler, obviously. Um, so A bit of a spoiler. Yeah. So they're not going to put Toby and Andrew in the poster, but... Um, I, so I wasn't really dis- I wasn't really like disappointed about that. I was like, what? Yeah, Did they put Toby and Andrew in the poster? Um... I was just more disappointed about the whole design of the thing. Like, it's just it's just not engaging. But the best part of it is seeing Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, in the background, knowing that Green Goblin, we finally get confirmation that Green Goblin's in this movie. Yeah, which everyone's like, oh, that's the best part. We get to actually see Green Goblin. Oh, my goodness, I'm freaking out. I'm like, yeah, but we already basically got confirmation from the trailer already. Like, the first trailer. They, they show his pumpkin bomb, and we hear Willem Dafoe. So, like... But we didn't see him, so ha, logic. Anyway, um, that's one thing. But also, let's talk about something. So this is guy who does stuff called the John Campia Show. He does some kind of like podcast or channel. Yeah, he's like a YouTuber. He's YouTuber podcast. I don't know what he does. I think he's like, <laughs> he does both. He's a he's a hybrid of the two. So he's a he's a you podcaster. 
that sounds dumb. Anyway, yeah, that sounds really so dumb. he posted two pictures related to No Way Home, and both of which he took down later. And everyone's at first, everyone thought it was fake, but then when he po when he deleted those posts, everyone's just like, "Were those real?" And so one of them was that scene that Tom Holland had mentioned, where it was him, Happy Hogan, Aunt May, and one mystery character talking about what it means to be a superhero. And apparently, in that sh in th that mystery character is apparently none other none other than for any of you who have watched the Netflix Daredevil show, you might be happy with this. Apparently, it was Chris Cox as Matt Murdock. Charlie Cox. Chris yeah. Cox. Charlie Cox as <laughs> Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil. Who's Chris Cox? He voices Hawkeye in. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> and Ultimate Alliance three. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I wonder if they're related. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's one thing. But the major one is, of course, the one that everybody. I think everyone knows they're, they're in this movie. And it's a shot of all three Spider Men in the frame together. And it was Tom, Tom, Toby, and Andrew all with their masks off, looking at some threat off camera. Mm-hmm. Which it have... looks like it looks like it's the same thing from the leaked video that got out of uh, Andrew, Garfield. Andrew Garfield. I'm not the werewolf. Um, it looked it looks like it could be the same spot as that uh, video in 8K, which there's no denying that it's him. Um, so it looks like it could be that same spot, which is interesting. Also, Toby's got a bit of a haircut too. He's yeah, like, Toby, he's, Toby, he's like, his hair Toby's, is like shaved. Toby's looking sharp. Um, apparently, I was, apparently before he was, apparently when he was spotted to go into a fitting for No Way Home, he looked a lot more like not in shape. But now, him in his picture, he's definitely shaped up. Well, maybe they added some padding in the costume. Well, probably half and half. Probably half and half. Well, I think, and because uh, for most of the fan art and like uh, fan posters that people have made, they put. They make Toby Wire always with a beard. <laughs> like, he always well, has a beard. Well, it makes sense, because he's older. They're probably going off yeah, of what Spider-Verse did. I don't think they'd have to, like, yeah, I don't know. He looks very good in that in uh, that picture, though. Yeah, he does. Some people are still unconvinced that it is real, and that some people still think that it's fake. Um, I think it's that possible. it is... I think that it is real, because it looks convincing enough, first of all. Both pictures. The one with Charlie Cox, Daredevil, and uh, Charlie Cox, Spider-Man. Honestly, the Charlie Cox one's more believable than the, than the Toby, Andrew, and Tom one. Yeah, because I mean, some people are saying uh, that they look fake, like some lighting is off somewhere and stuff. But I think the lighting was. Yeah, it looks convincing looking at it. I also made sure when I, when I saw these pictures this morning, I made sure to screenshot it before they got taken down. Yeah, so uh, I mean, they, the lighting looks convincing enough, um, and. John Campia, um, when he posted them, then took them down because they got they went trending on Twitter and went viral. Um, he took them down and then he posted something later that was a, just a random fan art that someone had sent him. And he was like, "Oh look, here's another fan art that someone sent me." And so trying to say he's trying it, to cover it up, but yeah. Didn't yeah, but the work. thing is, with these photos of Charlie Cox, Daredevil, and the Spider Men. He put his channel watermark on them. Like, he claimed them as his own. If these were other people's... If this was somebody else's fan art, then why would he watermark it and put his own logo on it and claim it as his own if it's somebody else's fan art, first of all? And uh, second of all, why would... Uh, actually, there is no second of all. But it looks and it looks real and convincing enough. So then... So my theory is that he posted real footage or real... Photos from the movie, 
Uh, then it went viral, so he took it down because he didn't want to get, I don't know, copyright struck by Marvel and lose all his stuff. Content. Uh, then he tried to cover it up by posting something else and saying that, oh, this is quote-unquote another fan art. Uh, and then tried to say, oh, this one was fan art too. Someone just sent fan art. So I th I'm 90% sure that these photos, you can probably go look them up on the internet. They're trending as always. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home seems to be trending all the time, every well, day. Well, duh. It's like the biggest movie event of the year, of the past probably 10 years, actually. Well, Endgame, even though Spider-Man No Way Home, the trailer is the most viewed trailer in the course of 24 hours, more than Avengers Endgame. Um, so, I think, I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be a crazy, crazy movie. I'm so yeah. excited to finally get to see it in theaters. In almost about a month, we're approaching the month mark. Was when is it? The 16th? 17th. December 17th. 17th. So we're definitely coming up on that one month mark. So we still only have a month to wait before this movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 17th. So eight days. Um, a month and eight days. Sorry, not just eight days. <laughs> um, so we're getting close. The second trailer. You said the last you heard of the second trailer is going to. Last drop I on. heard, second trailer. It's between November 12th. Which last I heard on the trailer, it's between November 12th and November 15th. Last specific date last I heard was November 12th, but there hasn't been any word since then. Yeah, which, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely coming soon. Like, after we got the official poster, which again, doesn't really... Look yeah, the trailer's great. not far behind whenever you get a poster. Usually. Yeah, because I mean, this movie has had the weirdest marketing out of, like, any movie ever. Well, it's obvious why. They're trying to hide two specific Spider-Men. They try to keep it as a surprise. Yeah, but then they, they're, it's like, still, it's getting out everywhere just with the leaks. And then some people are even thinking and theorizing that Sony is putting out these leaks themselves to try and hype up the movie more than marketing ever could because... Apparently, le I feel like his leaks usually get are usually people more excited than a trailer could ever do. Yeah, leaks get people more excited than like, official, official stuff that the movie themselves post. Um, or post, like release. Uh, like a leak about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield being in the movie is going to ha have more hype than actual footage of... Oh, wait, well... Yeah. Um, I don't know. If they actually show Toby and Andrew in the second the trailer. The people are probably going to blow up. Which, which they probably won't. And I think they won't, actually. No, right? they, I think last week, also another thing I had heard was that apparently Marvel and Sony were having a big debate over whether or not to include Toby and Andrew. Sony wanted to include Toby and Andrew as the final money shot, and Marvel was saying no to keep it as a surprise for theaters. But apparently Marvel came out on top for this fight. Which and choosing to keep for. it a surprise for the theaters, which I think is better. Yeah, I definitely, I, yeah, we said this, that I think it's better that they don't show them until the actual movie is released, because it makes the hype more real, but we do think they, that they should directly hint at them in the second trailer. Um, Even I think though... Originally, what, the trailer was supposed to come out, what, November 2nd, I think, was when it... When October, it was, I think, but then I think they pushed it, like it back. set to come out, and then they last minute changed their mind, like, I think the trailer was ready, wasn't it? And then they just last minute changed their mind and were like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. I think that it was set to come out in October and they pushed it back. So I think with this second trailer, most likely what we're going to get is just see all of the Sinister Six, probably, at least. Um, and then like a, tea, a slight tease to Toby and Andrew. Yeah, probably. Um, and that's my guess on what's going to happen. Um at least we're at least gonna see all of the Sinister Six, or at least more of the Sinister Six. Like see Electro, see uh, Sandman, see Lizard, see Doc Ock, see Doc Ock again, 
yeah, and see yeah. green, and actually see Green Goblin. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm. That would be my guess. That would be good. Which also, apparently, the second trailer is going to be just extensions of scenes from the first trailer. Um, no, well, part of it will be. I think it's gonna be some new shots included. It's not all just extensions. Which just today, also, we got another TV spot from like a different country, uh, where they had like literally like five frames of new footage. Like that's it. Um, it was like a different. I forget. It was like Japanese or Chinese or something. Which is funny that uh, we got a promo from another country when the movie was internationally delayed in a bunch of other countries. Except <laughs> America. Don't worry, people. Don't don't. So was it delayed out. in all other countries? I don't think all, but I think a lot of countries it was delayed till January seventh, twenty twenty-two. Yeah. So all those people are gonna have it spoiled for them. I know. Which I think that's a little ironic because we quote unquote get spoilers from this international promo which was we get like frames of new footage they show the, the same shot where spider-man is falling into that big new york city black hole he's holding a cube which is which yeah is which is interesting cube. that they added the, that cube back in because it's the rumor is that that cube is going to be a prison that where, holds the sensor six in it and that he takes it to try and set them free and dr strange is chasing him chasing after him because he's like you yeah. don't know what you're doing yeah because Willem Dafoe tricks, tricks Green Goblin manipulates yeah. him. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we got killed, and then Spider-Man feels sympathetic, so then he uh, starts... He takes that sympathy and uses it against him. Yeah. And then, uh... Which... And then we also get, what? There's, like, a few frames more of Doctor Strange when he when the spell messes up. Like, just a few more frames of Doctor Strange um, before the spell goes bad. Um, so... Nothing big, but at least, I mean, you know, it's something. <laughs> it's something more, like, we know that he's going to have the cube in that sequence where um, he jumps into the big black hole of New York City. Um, so, at least we have that, I guess. And then, uh, also, we have recently, uh, we had something else, like, oh yeah, today we leaked, we didn't leak, but we have a leak of another shot from the bridge sequence. Which it feels like we have. It's this. not a league. It's official. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, it's so it's like basically it's basically another shot from that bridge. We're always gonna get. I'm pretty sure we're always gonna, we're just gonna keep getting shots from that bridge fight. <laughs> and so it's Spider-Man on top of the car and Doc Ock, and he's pointing at someone, but we don't know who he's pointing at. But you can see on the car he's sitting on, a shadow of Green Goblin's glider. And so it's presumed yeah. that he might be pointing at Green Goblin. So Green Goblin and Doc Ock well, might be double teaming. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't think he's pointing at Green Goblin in that scene because you can see Green Goblin on the. If you again, you could probably look up the picture. Um, you can see Green Goblin's reflection on the car that Spider-Man is sitting on, and the reflection, the way it is on the car, would mean that Green Goblin is behind Spider-Man. Um, and you can know, you can definitely tell that it's Green Goblin's glider because. Um, and you can't say it's part of, I don't know, another pole that's behind Spider-Man because there's a giant pole behind him because you can actually see the reflection of the pole in the car uh, behind Spider-Man on, on the car. And separately, there's green what looks to be Green Goblin Spider. So my personal theory, and some people have suggested this too, is that Tobey Maguire is actually going to be here in this scene. So maybe he's pointing at Tobey Maguire who's behind Doc Ock. Because uh, people say people are saying that Spider-Man. That's a stretch. He wouldn't. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think Toby's gonna be there. Like, be mind dog. I think that's a stretch. I think. Well, I mean, I think it would make sense because, I mean, you have Green Goblin and Doc Ock 
coming to team up on Peter Parker. I mean, I don't know, because the we see the Iron Spider suit get destroyed. So I think it might not happen because it might just be a scene of Spider-Man just getting totally whooped. And, like, because uh, the, the rumor is that Doc Ock destroys the Iron Spider and absorbs the nanotech onto his... Uh, his arms, arms so then leaves you know, now we see how to create a new iron because i mean we've seen in other photos that his arms are red and gold um so people think that he absorbs like the nanotech of the iron spider suit um but so that's probably what the scene is going to be but maybe tommy mcguire would be in this scene and they just edited him out like uh no like in endgate early endgame promos like how they edited out hulk um I, I don't know. I think I think there's at least a possibility. Hulk was never edited out. Those are just like awkward gaps in between people. Um, there's I mean I think there's definitely a possibility of uh, Tobey Maguire being in that scene somehow. I still say it's stretch, but okay. Anyway, I think that kind of wraps up everything about that. <laughs> wraps up everything about No Way Home. I'm so clever. So um, that's that's everything. Now there's one little thing I want to discuss before moving on to. Oliver and Company is that it's relating to Spider-Man. I know Eli doesn't really care for this, but I care because I'm a Spider-Man fan at heart and I care about this deeply. Well, not deeply, but I care about it. So, recently for the Avengers game, as we all know, Spider-Man is coming exclusively on PlayStation. And so, oh yeah, I think right. it was like this time last week. I think I want to say, like I heard that apparently we're going to be getting Spider-Man news. So keep in mind, this was last week. We're going to be getting Spider-Man news. On Thursday, this is last week. I'm just like, I'm the whole time. I was just like, this is not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Because because Avengers' track record, I'm just you can't blame me for being like, no, I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. So I was just sitting there going, no, it's not gonna happen. And so when they did drop it, I actually got. I'm not gonna lie. I was actually pleasantly surprised. So he was coming a lot sooner than he than I expected him to. I thought he was gonna come in like December, or closer to like the movie. But apparently he's coming out November 30th, 2021, which is only, because today is Tuesday, he drops on, and November 30th is not Tuesday, so he's only three weeks away as of recording this. This comes out on Wednesday, but today's Tuesday. So three weeks from today, he will be out for PlayStation players and on PS4 and 5, sorry, Xbox and PC. And so we also got a little snippet into his story, and so basically what they, what they said is for his story is... Oh, hang on. It says, um, Peter Parker uncovers AIM's new plan to acquire technology that can make their synthoid armor unstoppable and total domination inevitable. He must partner with the Avengers to stop this looming threat and forms a tentative friendship with Miss Marvel and Black Widow while keeping his identity hidden. As a hero accustomed to working solo, I love that part, he struggles with the, he struggles with the new dynamics of working with a team. Will he join up full-time with the Avengers or stay independent in his fight against AIM? And that's where they leave you. So, very much, I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with Spider-Man. Because, obviously, I love Spider-Man. It's been my favorite since I was, like, four, five years old. Maybe two years old. No, probably not two. But I think, like, three or four is how much I've, how long I've, I've loved him. Huh. And so, and also, the next day, on the Avengers live stream that the devs did, who, uh, we don't know if this was an accident or not. It could have been, it's, it could have been intentional, but... They literally showed an image of Spider-Man, but there was one little thing covering it up, so we didn't get to see the full design. We'll get to see his head and his feet. And so far, I'm liking it. Now, usually when it comes to Avengers content, I usually want to keep my expectations low. Like, it's like, yeah, I never really know how it's going to turn out. But when it comes to Spider-Man, 
And I'm having a little difficulty keeping the keeping expectations low. Because it's Spider-Man and Sonic did such a fantastic job with Spider-Man. It's kind of like, how are you going to how are you gonna replicate that without directly copying them? Because they're kind of in a tricky spot. So it's interesting to see what they're able to do. But nonetheless, I cannot wholeheartedly admit that I am excited for Spider-Man. And we are going to be getting a full reveal, finally, after ever since October. We're gonna be finally getting a full reveal trailer for him. Well, not trailer, but full reveal for him this Friday. After like almost a year, we're getting a reveal, finally. And so, before his release, which I can't wholeheartedly admit, I'm very excited to see Spider-Man in this game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I think the design looks really cool for the Spider-Man uh, in the Marvel's Avengers game. But we technically haven't already seen it. We've seen his back logo, kind of, and now we've seen his eyes and feet. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The design so far looks cool. Like, from what we've seen, then I, I think it looks pretty cool. But also, judging out the back logo, I thought the eyes were going to look a little bit more classic, but the, looking at the eyes, you see a little bit more modern, modernized. Yeah, um, and with so with Marvel, I don't, I'm not like against Marvel's Avengers, but I'm definitely not like 100% for it. Like, I'm not like, oh my goodness, Marvel's Avengers is the most man thing ever. I'm just kind of like, meh, you know. Especially after Guardians of the Galaxy, like Marvel's Avengers, I think was just kind of made obsolete after Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, because it was like uh, Square Enix, I was Montreal working on a Marvel game, and of course Crystal Dynamics helped. Which, since they were out of the picture for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, I think we all know what the problem was there. Um, but well, that and also the choice of making Kamal Khan the lead of an Avengers game, mm -hmm. no one was really familiar with outside of comic book fans, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, and, and we didn't even like Kamal Khan from our experiences with her before the game. So we, that made us less excited for the game as a whole. Uh, well, first of all, when you have three companies working on a game, it should be pretty, at least pretty decent. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Three companies, that's a lot of people. So Honestly, to me, I feel like when it comes to the Avengers and the Justice League, I feel like Avengers is easier to make than Justice League. Yeah, well, because for what specific reason the Avengers do not have god level powers? Smokey, yeah. by the way. Except for Thor. See, other than Thor, the other Avengers are kind of like weaker. So, Avengers—that's why the, we, there's an Avengers game, but not a Justice League game. Avengers are easier. Mm -hmm. And even the Avengers, even the Avengers characters have had their own games in the past. Granted, they are granted they don't hold up in today's standards, a lot of them. But still, it proves that they can't be there can't be games made off of them. Yeah, and um, so yeah, the Avengers are easier, so it should have been a better game, but it wasn't very good. Um, and it was like, well, and you know, we were waiting on an Avengers game, and it was. It was, it was mostly just the structure of the game being a live service looter shooter game. Brawler. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, so that doesn't really work well with an uh, action adventure Marvel experience that they tried to blend but didn't really blend very well. I thought the campaign was decent. The story they're trying to tell was decent. They should have just one, focus on it more, and two, the choice, some choice. I feel like they could, they, that was kind of like their secondary focus almost. Yeah, it was. It, but was I will definitely, it was definitely not very good. So, but I will say that War for Wakanda was definitely a nice turnaround. I feel like this could be. This feel like this is the night. This, I feel like War for Wakanda was a step in the right direction. Whereas after War for Wakanda, yeah. I'm choosing to be optimistic about all future Avengers characters. Yeah, which I mean, War for Wakanda games. was good. I thought it was pretty good. Not saying it wasn't great, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't the greatest thing ever by any means whatsoever. And we got um, Black Panther, and we got an awesome new outpost. 
yeah, but it certainly wasn't anything like groundbreaking. It, it it's not, and I'm, I'm never gonna sit here and say, War for Kana is like making me like like the game now. And then no, I don't really, I still don't think the game is really the most amazing thing ever. And then Guardians of the Galaxy was just kind of the salt to the wound because it was like Marvel's Avengers is just got the wrong type of game and trying to squish it into a triple A action adventure third person story game. And then they added a bunch of live service elements and uh and they added the pay to win element at one point that took it away because everybody got so mad um so it then ruined they all their lives <laughs> so then they came out with marvel's guardians of the galaxy which was um uh, the right it was like the the good version of what marvel's avengers what marvel's avengers should have been an actual third person triple a action adventure story driven marvel game um, so seeing the same two companies that made Marvel's Avengers make Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is basically the, the right version of it, uh, just kind of makes Marvel's Avengers obsolete, in my opinion. Like, I'm just like, okay, I don't really need to play Marvel's Avengers anymore because I kind of have the perfect replacement with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And sure, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, once you play through the story, you're kind of done. Especially me, yeah. who doesn't replay things. But the story itself was so great that I, it, it satisfies me enough to where I don't have to go back and play Marvel's Avengers. Um, but Spider-Man is coming in three yeah, weeks. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of excited because I'm sure it's going to be fun. I also am willing to say I am not expecting any Spider-Man villains to make an appearance in this game. And if there is, I already know, well, I already know it's not going to be Dr. Octopus or Green Goblin. And that's because it's only on PlayStation, so they're kind of limited in what they can do. Yeah. And even the fact that they made it an event, not even like an operation like what Hawkeye and Kate Bishop were, they just call it an event. I think that even shows that they knew they weren't allowed to do much since it's only on PlayStation. Yeah, which I mean is, is also really unfortunate that it's only limited to PlayStation players, so if they do anything big or exciting, then all of the Xbox and PC players are just going to get super triggered and just be like, Oh, the game stinks and blah, blah, blah. Which I never think about that, which the, the PC and Xbox are kind of two-thirds of the entire population that play this game. Um, so, having only one-third of the community able to access Spider-Man, which is literally the most popular Marvel character, I can Ever. see how that would be a little frustrating. Um, honestly, in my, in my humble opinion, I can, I can understand where people would be coming from from that. So, Spider-Man probably, is probably going to do more harm for the game than good <laughs> because most likely people are just going to be so married you don't have my own uh, people are probably going to pitch a fit most likely on it's not even marvel's or uh, it's not even the developer's fault it's just because of marvel and sony and the so is the, the agreement you have with sony that's why spider-man ps4 and miles Morales are only on playstation consoles it's because of the deal it's because of the deal that marvel made with sony Sony does not own the gaming rights to Spider-Man, mind you, but they have, like, control over which consoles he goes to. Yeah, so, it's, like, it's, it's, I feel like it's because, I mean, yeah, it's not even their fault, so the people really shouldn't be taking their anger out on the developers themselves. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't understand why they would get mad at the developers themselves, but, um, I also, think, I think that people still are going to get mad at the developers nonetheless because they are not going to pay attention and they to love getting mad at the developers so it's probably not going to they get mad at the developers for everything that they do 
Like they're like, hey guys, guess what? We're uh, doing. Um... Hey guys, we're on vacation. What? You're not working on the game? Get back and work on the game, punk. Or like, hey, we're giving out free money. It's like, oh, it's probably fake money. No, nobody wants money. Also, it's worth knowing that um, the when it comes to the movie rights, it's different than the game, the Marvel gaming rights. So when it comes to the movie rights, they still don't have all their characters back. They still are missing Spider-Man and Hulk. But for the most well, actually they have Hulk back. They just are missing Spider-Man. But when it comes to the gaming rights, they have all of their characters underneath one belt. Yeah. So like that, how it works is like usually gaming companies, if they want to do a game, for example, if they want to do a game about the X-Men, then they have to get permission from Marvel in order to use those in these in order to use that IP. So yep. that's why, so they have to go to Marvel in order to get permission to use the X-Men. So like for example, Sony I had to go to, had to go to Marvel to get permission to use Spider-Man and what, and so on and so forth. So that's basically everything that you need to know. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this new segment and now, so let's well, get, uh, actually, so actually, no, yeah, sure, we're done, yes. Now let's get, now let's move on and talk about Oliver and company. Yes. All right, we're back. We're ready to talk about Oliver and Company. So, Oliver and Company. Yes, I know. As I feel, as I feels like it should, be, as I feel like you should say in sentence, it's like, hey, it's Oliver and Company. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, so <laughs> our behind the scenes nugget for today is that um, this movie is actually based off of the story Oliver Twist. Which um, I vaguely remember hearing of, but don't remember exactly too much about it. Um, and although I had known that Lion King was the first Disney feature animated film to be an original story, completely original, um, I, for some reason, my brain had just disregarded that fact because I'd always thought that this was an original story. Um, <laughs> Even though I knew that Lion King was the first original story, I still thought this was an original story. Even though Lion King was influenced by, like, Bambi and Hamlet, it's still kind of original. Yeah, it's original-ish. <laughs> a um, Shakespearean story. Shakespearean tale about life, loss, and culture. Kings. Kings. No. Well, yeah, someone what? And yeah, someone stepping up to be a king. Yeah, it is about kings. Um, so, it's and Lion King. king. Of course it's about kings. Um, so... I actually did not know, so this is based off of the story Oliver Twist. This is with some modern Disney elements in it. And actually, uh, Billy Joel, who voices uh, the Dodger, that was his name. Um, Dodger Smalls. No. Um, Just kidding. Who's Dodger? Oh, right. Um, so Our cousin's cat, Dodger Smalls. Um, he voices Dodger. He was actually, they. The, I think it was the music director originally suggested him for that part in the movie. But the director was like, uh, Billy Joel, I mean, I know he can sing, but I don't know if he can act. And so they actually had him um, telephone in over the phone um, and test out to see if he was right and if he could do some good acting. And uh, sure enough, they thought he did great, so they had him um, cast for the role. And he sang the, the song. This is, this is the best song.
Yeah, so he sings this song, which is, um, I forget what it's called. Uh, Why Should I Worry, yeah. Oh yeah, it's Yeah, maybe we can play some more of that song later. But um, anyway, uh, all of that's one of the many songs that are in this movie. There's also song, uh, there's songs. There's a song from Huey Lewis, uh, uh, Ruth Pointer. I don't know who that is. Pointer. Why did my voice get so high? Uh, I don't know. Who is that, that song is. on the street? Bet Midler. Oh, Bet Midler. Let me just say something, okay, about Bet Midler's character. Um, so maybe Bette Mittler is a big deal. I don't exactly know. Um, I, I'm, I think she's like a celebrity or something. Um, uh, duh. Why else do you think she was cast in this movie? Uh, do you think that only celebrities were cast in this movie? Sometimes. I mean. What? <laughs> obviously. What? No, no, that's not how movies work. That's not, that's how a lot of movies work nowadays, but that's wrong. Like, look at the Guardians of the Galaxy game. A lot of these people were, like... They hadn't really been in anything else this big, and there was like such great raw talent just waiting to be harnessed, and that we've never seen before, and ta talent that never would have been shown to us if they would have just picked the obvious choices of people that we've seen a billion times in video games. Like nowadays, all movies are are just casting popular celebrities to sell tickets. Like if, if that's animated movies. No, that's all movies. No, look, at, look at Jungle Cruise. They got The Rock and Emily Blunt to play their two main characters to sell tickets because they were trying one to... One live-action movie. Yeah, uh, here, let's name... Uh, what's another one? How about... Um, Mo... Nah, I was about to... Uh, Jumanji! Jumanji! How about that That's one? a cheap example! No, no. It's, no, it's no, not. It's, yes, it is! We have The Rock, we have Jack Black, we have Kevin Hart, we have Karen Gillan, we have... Um, who else is in this movie? Ha! <laughs> That's it. No, those are like huge stars. Just casting them in the movie for star power. Um, let's see, we have... Um, what other movies do we have that are casting for mere star power? Well, How that about, doesn't really count. Cherry, they cast Tom Holland as their main doesn't character. Doesn't count, not that big of a star what, what makes these movies not count, Jake? That's just, that's just how animated movies work. They'll cast... Cherry stuff. is live action. I'm, I'm not talking about live action. I'm talking about animation movies. Look at every, every single animated film does stunt casting because people think to do that. Live action films are all about other things. The point of the story is that not all movies have just celebrities in their roles. Nowadays, a lot of movies do, and it's I think it's wrong because there's a lot of great talent of people who are not famous that need to be cast. But um, this I, I think that this is definitely the period of time where stunt casting in Disney feature animated films was getting started. Yes. Um, like, especially with this movie, it's a big one where they were doing stunt casting. Where they just cast, like, Bette Midler, Billy Joel, um, uh, the main guy who plays Oliver. I forget who he was. He was, like, a big star in the 90s, I think. Um, obviously, once we get to... And as we got through the Renaissance, they, that starts Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, as we get to, what, Aladdin? Obviously, with Robin Williams as the genie, that was uh, fantastic. I don't know if I'd say Aladdin, but I'm sure a few films before that, and then definitely after they started, they started to cast a bunch of well-known people. Yeah, and then I think that this is definitely where it starts getting popular in animated movies is 
Like how they cast Josh Keaton as young Hercules and Hercules. Yeah, that wasn't really stunt casting. But that it was Josh of... Keaton. We'll talk about that when we get to Hercules, but it was Josh Keaton, which is awesome. Um, well, what was that? Oh, uh, yeah. So, my pet peeve with this movie is Bette Midler's character. <laughs> pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, so my pet peeve with this movie is Bette Midler's character because you can tell, and we talked about this in the podcast before. Oh, that, I, oh you're talking about the poodle. Okay. Yeah, the poodle. Uh, Jake and I have obviously this uncanny ability that we harness and that we're very good at where we can tell when characters in movies are favorited by the producers and cast, or not the cast, the crew. Where I don't really do that anymore. Or they like pick one character as their favorite and then they like, um, you can tell that they love that character so much that they just want to like do everything for them and then the character just kind of ends up being annoying half the time. And that is obvious with Bette Midler's character, the uh, poodle in this movie. Because she literally, before she even says, and well, actually, I think she says like one line, she gets a full-on song. Before we even know anything about this character, before we even are on their side at all, before we even can sympathize with them behind their backstory or like their motives or their character objectives and their arc set up for the entire movie, before we even know anything about them, she gets a full-on song. And And I'm just like okay, we're supposed to just go along with that? Like, it doesn't make any sense why you would give this character a song when she hasn't had any introduction whatsoever. Like, that is her introduction, is a song. And I guess you could argue, well, you know, just using her song as an introduction is a good move creatively. But like, no, we don't know anything about this character, so why would we, we, we're supposed to care? And automatically, I just get annoyed by this character, and she's just annoying to me. And she's just that classic, uh, cliche... Oh, I don't want to get dirty in the big brawl. Like, at the end, she's like, oh, I cracked a nail. Dogs don't... Actually, I was about to say dogs don't have nails. But dogs don't wear nail polish. Actually, that doesn't really have anything to do with her cracking her nail. Never mind. Forget I said that. But. It's like in the Edge Jones in Temple of Doom. That one, when Exactly. Like, girl- it's, just, it's just a cliche. Oh, I'm the pretty one. I don't want to get dirty uh, trope that gets overused and is, I just think is annoying. And I just don't like her character. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's one of my main issues with this movie is, uh, the poodle character. I did not like her. Um, she just uh, was annoying. Uh, so, uh, that's that, I guess. Uh, but as a movie, as a whole, Oliver and Company is um, a good movie and you should like it because it has a cat in it. Yeah. I'm glad that Disney finally made a movie about the cat and the cat is not the villain or about a cat and a cat is not a villain. Um, because a lot of times in well, that's only like that's only in um what should we call it? That's only in Lane the Tramp. In Hundred One Dalmatians, the cat the cat's an ally. Yeah, and then here the cat's a lead. Yeah, the lead, not a lead. The cat's an ally. What? Yeah, remember Hundred One Dalmatians? Remember Hundred One Dalmatians? Remember? No, you don't. Of course what? you don't. Anyway, so yeah, no. The cat- what character is this? It's the one who helps the Fiesta Puppies out of Cruella DeVille's hiding place. Oh, right. Yeah, the tabby cat. Yeah. Which, another thing, Disney's mistreatment of cats. Cats are either, if, they're, if they have a home, then they're the villain of the movie. Uh, or if they're, if, they're, if they're not the villain, then they're living out in the street. Like, <laughs> there are good cats in this world. Um, like, not all cats are evil or strays disney um so 
It's good to finally see a cat that's the protagonist. Although he is still homeless. He does, I guess he does find a home at the end. Um, so he, I guess he kind of breaks the trope. But cats are either evil or homeless in Disney. And that's like, I feel like that's a big problem. Because Disney just, hey, dogs, dogs are amazing. Yeah, dogs are slobbery and they're gross. And you have to clean up after them. And you have to take them up on walks. And you have to take them outside to go to the bathroom. They can't, cats solve all of our problems as humans. I, if I want an animal, I'll pay attention to it when I want to pay attention to it. Not when it wants me to pay attention to it. Um, a cat, it can clean itself. It goes to the bathroom in the house or you have to change out the, 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 the. That's not necessarily better than going outside, taking your dog outside to go to the bathroom. Well, because still you have to pick the poop up off the ground and put it in a <laughs> basket nearby. Yeah, you have to find a basket to put it but in. But still, even then, after your cat goes to the bathroom, at some point you have to clean it out of the litter box. Yeah, but it's in the convenience of your own home. You don't have to go outside, and they even have robots now that can, like, do half of the job for you. No. Um, so, <laughs> and they bathe themselves. You don't have to bathe them. If they go outside, then they'll clean themselves. You, they don't, you don't have to clean them if they get dirty. Um, they don't beg your attention all the time. Which I know uh, some people... That's not true. They beg your attention. Well, our cat does, but that's just because he's weird. Um, <laughs> you know your cat weird? Well, also, it's worth knowing that our cat looks very much like Oliver in animated form. Like, if our cat... His name is Rocky. If, he, if our cat, Rocky, was an animated, animated cat, he would be Oliver. Like, yeah, he looks they're he would, one of the same. He would look like Oliver, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Oliver would definitely be. Um, I mean, yeah, our cat Rocky looks like Oliver, but I mean, yeah, like and some people will say, oh, well, I want my dog to pay attention to me because they actually love me. Well, people also come up and go like, dude, man's best friend. Yeah, like, oh, I like it when my dog pays attention to me. I'm like, oh, okay, well that's fine, but I don't. If I I just want to mind my own business, like a cat, and the cat minds its own business. So if if I liked having a cat, because when I want to pay attention to it, then I can pay attention to it. Um, but if I don't want to pay attention to it, then that's fine. And the cat doesn't care because it does its own thing because it's nice. I'm like a dog. It's always like, hey, want to play? Want to do stuff? <laughs> and I'm like, get get out of my face, dog. You don't. You do not do that to dogs. And it's, and they're so slobbery and. You don't do that whenever we go up to our. To our yeah, well, it's different when it's somebody else's dog. Dogs are fun to watch, but not. Dogs are fun to watch, but not to have. Like, if I watch a dog from afar, I'll be like, oh, okay, dog. <laughs> from afar, you're like, I'll watch your dog from a safe distance. My social Six distance. Six feet away from a dog. I social distance from dogs because they get on my nerves. That's me. I just feel like Disney. I'm sorry to any dog lovers that are listening to this podcast. Eli's just like slaughtered hey, dogs. It's, it's my opinion. <laughs> And you came to this podcast to listen to I'm my opinions. I'm fine with whatever. I prefer so. cats. I would. I, I prefer cats, but I'm not gonna slaughter dogs. Unlike Eli over here. Yeah, I didn't slaughter. I'm any fine dogs. with dogs. I'm always happy whenever we see other people's. Whenever we go to our cousin's house to see our dogs, our dogs, their dogs. <laughs> they have some really nice. <laughs> our dogs. cousins keep our dogs with them. <laughs> there are dogs, but they're okay. Back they're to the movie. So. About the movie, I like this movie. I don't. This movie love it. is. I don't think it's fine. I think it's a little bit less than middle of the road Disney film, to be honest. Um, it's just really kind of, in my opinion, just kind of inconsequential. How is this inconsequential? I don't know. It's just like a. It's just like a little story about cat finding home. Like, not cat really, finding home. That's literally it is. Cat finds home. That's how you describe this movie. Three words. Also. It's worth noting that starting... We should mention this on Great Mouse Detective, but starting from Great Mouse Detective, 
they, when Eisner came in, they started releasing a Disney film every, every single, single year. And all the animators were like, we don't want to. But Eisner's like, well, you're gonna, or else you're all fired. Um, that's not how it That's went. not how it went, but that's how it went. I'm pretty game. sure they wanted to. That's how it went in my head. Anyway. No, it's not. The animators were perfectly fine with it. They were like, no. I said that's how it went in my head. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, this is a good movie. I like it. It's kind of a charming, cute movie. It's not the greatest thing in the world. But I thought it was, oh, that's I definitely it's true. Charming and cute. It's fine enough. I mean, it does what, it, what it's trying to do. Fine, I guess. Wow. It's, yeah. It's just not very, like, memorable or exciting. Or, like, it doesn't really stick in my brain. It's like, ooh, Oliver and Company. I remember it just basically for how mediocre it is. <laughs> it's like... This is some people's favorite Disney movie. Are you kidding? Yes. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, like, it can't be people's favorite Disney movie. Like, it's just, like, it's not very hard-hitting emotionally. I mean, the most emotional part of this movie is when the little girl's playing the piano, and that's not really that emotional at all. How is that emotional? Yeah, see, exactly. That's trying to be, like, hey. Is the emotional part like she, so near the finale? What's she? What's she even singing about again in that scene? I forgot. Exactly. See, it doesn't even stick in your brain. And I guess the whole. I like the Chihuahua. The Chihuahua was the best. He was funny. And he was fine. Didn't think he was the funniest wow. character ever. Like that guy. I think he just kind of plays the same character in every role that he does. Really? Like he? It's like the same. Either that, or it's just like everyone's playing the same voice. Like they all sound exactly the same. And they're all, like, the exact same character. Uh, yeah, I didn't find... Are you talking about the pack group that they have? No, the, uh, the... Whoever plays this Chihuahua guy. Uh, Chihuahua guy? Every character that he plays, it's like... I don't know, I feel like the exact same character, and it's like... I don't know, I just didn't find the Chihuahua that funny. Um, Not Chihuahua. Like, I didn't find any of the characters really that memorable or interesting. Didn't find the plot line very engaging. Um, Dude, it, put your plot. It didn't make any... <laughs> It didn't make any big mistakes necessarily, except for giving a character a song before we had any introduction to them whatsoever. Um, and oh, making, please, and, that's normal. And Wait. making that character annoying, first of all. Boo, oh, I mean, you could argue like line. Belle, I guess. Belle is Belle's introduction. But it's like, it, it actually, you know, has character in it. Like, Belle, like, it actually introduces... It introduces, like, 15 characters. It introduces, like, Gaston, Belle. It introduces the whole town dynamic and how, you know, they're, like, she's an outcast, a social outcast. Uh, they think she's weird, you know. She social always has her nose in a book and, like, Gaston trying to get with her, but she doesn't want to be with Gaston. Like, it establishes that all in that song. Granted, the song is eight minutes long, but it's, it's, it's very, like, profound and establishing, you know, itself. Um, whereas here, it's just, like... It's called Being Perfect Isn't Easy. That's literally the name of the song. And it's just like, it doesn't really tell you much about her except, oh, she's a snotty, uptight, uh, just uh, rich, spoiled dog. And that's not a particularly interesting character dynamic. And just, again, a cliche that's been used in Hollywood, and I think is kind of overused. Um, yeah, so, it could be seen as being a little bit overused. Yeah, like that's it. Oh, I don't want to get my nails dirty. Like, it's exactly what she said in the movie. But I still find it watchable. I still think it's a very nice thing yeah, to watch. It's, yeah, it's, I'm not going to watch it anytime soon, but I'm sure I'll watch it. It's and the point. villain is fine. The villain gets villain's his job. Villain's bland to me. The villain's villain gets boring. his job done. Um, the interesting, the thing with like the New York City street folk, uh, 
and just kind of like a mob boss as a villain is a little bit it's of an interesting, interesting. It's a little bit of an interesting dynamic and an interesting uh, route to take the story, uh, but not amazingly interesting. Um, it's pretty good to where it's like, oh, that's an interesting way to take that, but it's not anything special or anything. Um, so the whole movie, just in my opinion, is just kind of like, yeah, the characters are fine. They're not the greatest. They're not the worst thing ever, but they're no by no means the greatest. Um, the villain is fine. He's he's kind of bland and forgettable, but he's fine. Uh, the most memorable character in this movie is the poodle, Chihuahua. and just because of how annoying she is. Um, the poodle and Chihuahua. Well, Chihuahua was trying to get at the poodle, but then that the, didn't work. And the out. poodle. Or the Chihuahua is fine, or memor- kind of memorable too, but not exactly the greatest character ever. Uh, the music is, is you're music- sli- you're insulting Oliver by not saying he's memorable. Yeah, not really. No, he's wow. the only thing that makes him memorable is that Disney actually showed appreciation for cats, uh, and that's literally it. Everything else about his character is just kind of like you know, just kind of straightforward and two dimensional. Um, the music is pretty good. I mean, Billy Joel's just a good musical guy. Um, so of course, his music, his song is good. Uh, Huey Lewis is another great um, songwriter, artist guy. Uh, so he's very good as well. Um, and um, what's his face? Uh, the songs are good, um, and I like them, and they're catchy. Um, so the the music is probably one of the best parts about this movie. Um, but that's really just about it. Like the movie is just kind of. Fine, it's there. I will admit it's not the greatest thing ever. It's kind of a mediocre ride, but I still think it's a nice, nice, cute little movie about a cat. And Eli's just disrespecting it all the time. But no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's just fine. Like that's it's it's just. I think of... I still. Th- I'm not saying it's fine. I'm saying it's. I think it's good. I kind of like this movie a lot. This might be something that I'll show to my children. Maybe something that I'll have on in the background. It's not a movie that I would ever like sit down and devote my entire attention to. It might be something that I would play like in the background while i'm doing something else um so the movie is fine mostly forgettable but for what it does i guess it's a pretty good uh movie so that's our thoughts on oliver oh wait we have to uh give our rating for yeah, it. score it so i'll probably give it a 10 out of 10 just kidding no um just kidding i'm probably gonna give it probably an 8 out of 10 an 8 out of 10 what yeah. I'd probably give it um, a 6.5, <clears throat> maybe a 7. <clears throat> um, why, why are you... <clears throat> make sure you keep going up. Keep going up? Yeah, make sure nope, you keep going up. Nope, I'm not going up anymore. Fine. Anyway, that's our podcast. <laughs> okay, keep what? going. Why did you stop? Keep anyway, going. that's our show for today, everybody. No, that's dumb. I'm going to quit doing that. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to go listen to Eli at Hollingsworth. Listen to Eli. Please be sure to go subscribe to Eli at Hollingsworth Enterprises on on YouTube. Be sure to also check out my YouTube channel, JBH Studios, on YouTube. And also be sure to go subscribe to us on Minecraft Madness, which never does content. Hollingsworth Gaming never does content. And the Movie Makers YouTube channel, which does content occasionally, all, all on YouTube. And also be sure to check out the Xbox podcast that I have with Eli Spencer. And, and you'll, you'll hear us real soon. soon.